I'll look that up, see if that map exists. That'd be yeah. cool. Well, you or, we went, could, or we could just ask Nick Cage. I'm sure he knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick, we're looking for the Declaration of Independence <laughs> and also this map that Stalin and FDR and uh, Churchill. <laughs> uh, Nick, have you seen them? It's in the Smithsonian. <laughs> You'll find it there. <laughs> where, I don't know, but there in that building. Nick, did you know that they actually have pens for what they smoked. So like FDR would be a pipe and Churchill would be a cigar. Did you know that? No. <laughs> Makes sense, though. Do you know where the Declaration of Independence is? It, it's in Tennessee. No, it wasn't. delightful those golden girls know how to rock yeah thank you for being my friend Cooley. you know what you're welcome it's <laughs> <laughs> like waiting for something more substantial but, yeah i know uh thank you for being a friend of me yeah sir so welcome to the twerk ethic show everyone i'm jt this is Cooley. what up and we're a weekly podcast yep but we also do music covers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that was a cover, a rock cover that we did in tribute of Betty White when she passed. Mm -hmm. And I know what you're thinking. The people are probably thinking, hey, I thought you weren't doing songs anymore. Yeah. Well, this was our rendition. And YouTube did not copyright claim this one. Nope. So we decided to use this one. But yeah, that was... <laughs> We're too original. <laughs> so, that version cracks me up. Yeah. It cracks me up because it's the it's the kind of covers I want to do. Yeah. Where it's like Golden Girls is just the furthest thing from rock. <laughs> True. And that's why it's great to be well, rocked. Before I started that song, I had the original in my head. So when I hit play, and it's like, I thought I was going to go. But no. It's like, I was laughing right off the bat. <laughs> I totally forgot it was our version. It's funny. That is already a theme song to a very popular show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. We already said it. Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. But 
You know, that could actually be the theme song for this show. It's not going to be because that's no. stupid. Right. But the the vibe. It could be. It could be. Yeah. It could be. So maybe we should write a theme for the Twerk Ethics show. Like, yeah. you know how we have the 80s one? We have uh-huh. the epic score that right. we played last week. Maybe we write a cheesy Golden Girls, like, TV theme-ish yeah. thing. Yeah. That's, like, super corny. Yeah. For the show. Also, was we should a, write... Was that a no? Is no, 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 no. Okay. No, right. no, I said also, because I want to do that. <laughs> okay. But also, just do one that's just... You know, just rock and roll. Yeah. And, you know, maybe riff rock, maybe a little rage. Yeah. Against the machine-ish. Yeah. Type opening. I'm down for... That'd be awesome. Because that's kind of like... You and I could do that all day. Well, that's what This Day in History is. Yeah, exactly. Which is what we're going to do today, people. Uh We haven't done This Day in History in a while. And today, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, If you look around us, uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert. History. I've said spoiler alert twice. Mm-hmm. A little bit of spoiler alert. Yeah. That's three times. Right. Spoiler alert. Four. Go ahead. Spoiler alert. Five. Right. Uh, World War II. There's a World War II book behind you. Spoiled. The American Heritage New History of World War II, written by Stephen Ambrose, who also wrote Band of Brothers. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, Nate is petting the, oh, yes. the book. Sorry, um, Spotify, Apple. Yeah. Podcast land. Yeah. So there's that one. I'm so funny. He wrote <laughs> The Band of Brothers, which was maybe the best war media thing I've ever seen. Have you seen it all the way through? Oh, yeah. <sighs> several times. Maybe not several, but at least twice. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's a long series. It's it's uh it's it's amazing. Yeah, uh, so good. And I'll pause there because we'll we'll get more into World War II later. Okay. But also behind us we have the uh, D Day book, which is great. Fairly long. You better be into D Day when you read this book. Um, also written by Stephen Ambrose. No way. Yeah, that was the wrong book you were petting. Right. Well, you said behind us, so I just well, again. we already did your book behind you. Sorry. And then also we have a book called 1944. Yeah. Because that is one of the, or that is the year for the this day in history. Mm. So if you're wondering why these books are here, we're going to get to it. Yep. So if you like World War II, uh, it's going to get real good yeah. up in this show and, today. And, and we're going to read every one of them on this show today <laughs> we so sit back <laughs> and relax we're going to read line by line <laughs> yeah. all three books uh-huh um and it'll probably be done into august yeah this this episode probably yeah so before we do that mm. i'd like to remind everyone how great you are Nate is really great. Oh, I thought we were going to play How Great Thou Art. Um, I don't know if that would be okay. It's fun. But would be fun. No, yeah. in all seriousness, it's time for the weekly check-in. Oh. Hey, cool, hey. Time for your 
time for you. I'm ready. JT's got a question for you. I do. Answer it truthfully or you'll be a liar. Answer yes or no. Or maybe, 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 maybe. Check one, check one, check one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, new listeners, we started this in January. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I don't think it is still a diet because we started this thing yeah. where we were checking in with you weekly to mm-hmm. find out simply, are you doing more good, more positive for mm-hmm. your health than negative? Yeah. And you have lost weight. Mm-hmm. You have reached a state where you feel better as a human. You have more energy. It's true. Um, you're more present. You don't hit your microphone like I just did. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things have happened for you. Yes. And here we are in May, the middle of May. Right. And you're still doing it. So to me, it's no longer a diet. Yeah. Right. It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle. For sure. Because a couple weeks ago, not going to lie, ate kind of bad, yeah. drank some sugary sodas, and I felt horrible. But now you know, you have a reference. Yes. Of like, I don't. I don't need to feel like this. And I used to feel like that every day mm-hmm. for the you know past few years or whatever. So now I see that in hindsight. Right. Now moving forward. Yes. I know what to expect when I eat bad and I don't want to feel that way because it kind of sucks yeah. to be honest with you. And, um, and the show will be canceled if you do that. True. <laughs> <laughs> And plus, uh, I want to be in the magazine where they rank the top 50 sexiest men alive. That's a manifestation right there. I think it's going to happen. I think so. I think it's really going to happen. Yeah. What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> the audience is a bunch of jerks. Not, not you guys listening. How dare they? Not not the podcast listeners. You guys are great. YouTube, right. YouTube, you're great. It's our studio audience that you can't see. Unless you left. You know what, studio audience? Be a little bit more supportive. Yeah. That's better. Thank you. Oh, oh my gosh. Screw wow. all of you. You, 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 go home. You're cool. Yeah. All three of y'all go home. Yeah. You in the back, you leave with him right now because he's controlling the audience. <laughs> All right. So you a-hole. We do have the question. Okay. All right. Been doing this since oh, we May. It. Yeah, that's right. Um, have you done more this week, not last week, mm-hmm. good for your body or for your health than bad? Yes. Woo! And the studio audience left. <laughs> That's what I was doing on purpose. It's like the audience was gone. Awesome, man. Just left. Well, friend, yeah. friend to friend, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I can tell a difference. I'm happy that you're doing it more as a lifestyile Good. change. Yeah. Because that's the only way it Me lasts. Me too. It's kind of one of those things you have to like, you have to be okay with like doing forever. Or yeah. Or you're just going to give up one day. And Plus, I don't want to be a diabetic in my 40s. That's true. Or ever. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good goal. 
I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, nice job, my friend. Thanks, dude. Thank you, JT. <laughs> JT. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. So now we have... It's time for oh, Mr. Alex Morrison's oh real estate. What did you? What was your joke with real estate? For real estate. For real estate. <laughs> for real estate. You get more son with his for real. Get more son, real estate. It's time for Alex Files. <gasps> Hit it. It is now time for the Alex Files. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The X being capitalized, of course. Oh, kind of like the X Files. No, dummy. It's the Alex Files. But the X is capitalized like the X Files. Just a coincidence. Alex Files. Boom. I love it. So today hmm. we have uh, an Alex file that is a video. Mm-hmm. I just know that because I could see the attachment. Was yeah. it, or the th- link was a YouTube. Yeah. But to remind everyone, Alex sends us something. We don't know what it is. Could be a word. Could be a picture. Could be a video. We do know it's a video today. But we don't know what it is. And he just says, I dare y'all Uh-oh. to cover this. So Oof. take it away. All right. The files are inside this phone. <laughs> I just need to get it open. <laughs> oh wait, it's digital. You have to go to the genius bar to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, here we go. It sounds like a wow chopped like food network. It's a show. Is this NASCAR or Formula One? Formula, yeah. This would be kind of hard to cover. Yeah. Nice. That's good. All right. So pause it and get ready to start it over. All right. Okay. I'm telling you, <laughs> start it, but then close your eyes and just picture like MasterChef. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> or, or Chopped or something. It's like yeah. Formula One music could also be the uh, something under Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Try it again. Today's episode. <laughs> We're going to be cooking lamb chops <laughs> with asparagus <laughs> and garlic bread. <laughs> this week on Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. The chefs try to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> today Will they do it? Today we're doing broccoli and Dijon mustard. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> Mad! <laughs> You're crazy! <laughs> I love it, dude. I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this because hmm. uh, my wife watches 
like you, my wife watches a ton of cooking shows. Uh, yeah. And she, she's now watching, if you're not watching it, you have to watch this. She's now watching TOC, Tournament of Champions. Oh. Have really? you watched this? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh, dude. I actually like it. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like, the way they do it is kind of like sports. More like wrestling, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, really? But they have this March Madness type bracket. Okay. And they are the top chefs in the world. Right. And they're all competing against each other. Oh, with wow. With a randomizer. And it's hosted by a guy, was it Fury for Aaron? Fury. Yeah. It's hosted by him. Okay. And this is like the third time they've done it, the third um I wouldn't say season, third year in a row. Okay. And dude, these chefs, what cracks me up is like, I tell Sarah Carter all the time, I'm like, they're just making up words. Because they'd be like, well, today I cooked a, you know, and they just say these foods. Right. But it's like, I've never heard that word in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of There's like a lot of food that I don't know of. Um, Yeah. But it is exhilarating because they, they have like a heavyweight belt. Like wrestling or boxing, yeah, and they it gets real hype, and it's a legitimate championship or a tournament bracket. Oh wow! I think you should watch it. It's called Tournament of I Champions. Like it. Toc. I like the idea anyway. But this Alex file reminded me of uh, cooking shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Who knew we would go from Formula One to cooking <laughs> shows? Oh, dude, yes. But thanks, Alex. I actually met Wolfgang Puck. That's right. And he, it was the week of the Super Bowl in Atlanta. So he was at the Georgia Aquarium. And he, was he was in Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty Pucks. Mighty Pucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a world renowned chef. He's like best friends with Gordon Ramsay. It's ridiculous. And, uh, but I saw him in there and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, chef. And he was like, how are you doing, sir? And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, man, this is awesome. That's awesome, dude. So we got to eat his food and a little Peking duck. And I was like, come on. Wow. So good. It's awesome, dude. Well, thank you, Alex. And thank you, Wolfgang Puck. More, son. Thank you, sir. All right. Now we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Where are we? Come on! You know, the lyrics, just to repeat, yeah, are this day in history. Uh-huh. Sometimes people die. Sadly. Sometimes people don't. Not sadly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not that we're making fun of anyone dying. No. It's just what history happens it's to what be. history is. It, uh, history is? His. History. <laughs> history, yeah. Yeah. So I've got something today that I think is pretty cool. Okay. And you wouldn't think this because it's, it's a date that mm, it's not, it does not live in infamy. No. So, but today, which is. May 17th. Okay. 1944. Yeah. Right. General Eisenhower sets D Day to be June 5th. Uh, not 6th. No. As we all know, well, me and you do. Yeah. June 6th 
is D-Day. Right. Did you know that he had previously said it for the 5th? Maybe. I just forgot. Okay. Well, he said it for the 5th, but due to bad weather. Oh, that's right. It was uh, postponed. Yeah. Because the, the, the thought was, A, Nazi planes were grounded. Yeah. Because of this. And then B, um, I guess it would just affect the overall operation. True. Which was called, well, actually, the naval part was called Operation Neptune. Oh, really? But the whole invasion, I guess, was called Operation Overlord. Uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, pretty awesome. You don't get more like BA than, but you can name your operation. Overlord. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Neptune was like the, the naval portion. That's what that was called. Okay. So I have a couple of fun facts in here that I wanted to speak off, but feel free to jump in. All right. However you feel necessary. Okay. So um, nearly 156,000 Allied troops crossed the English Channel. Which is really insane. So, in a fleet, they like all of them were in a fleet of more than five thousand amphibious ships, mm. with one thousand two hundred thirteen warships defending them at sea. Okay. The Allies also dispatched approximately four thousand bombers mm. and thirty seven hundred fighter bombers to hammer the enemy's coastal defenses. Sheesh. That's a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. The other thing that was interesting to me. You dropped a bomb on me, <laughs> baby. The other thing I thought was interesting was that since it was launched, Operation Overlord. Yeah. The U.S. military had to ship 7 million tons of supplies. Uh, okay. 7 million. 7 million of anything is a lot. <sighs> My brain's on yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are just seven thousand matches. Right. I mean, seven million matches. Yeah, that's a lot of matches. Any seven million of anything. Yeah. But it's seven million tons. Speaking of tons, mm-hmm. there's a school bus backing up. Son of mother. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, including in that seven million tons was four hundred and fifty thousand tons of ammunition. Sheesh. That's a lot of bullets. Yeah. Nobody's running out of bullets anytime soon. No. <laughs> I think they're probably out now. Well, yeah. Because that was quite a bit of time ago. Yeah, true. Um, Just to remind people, today in history is not D-Day. It's no. just the day that they set the date to be June 5th. Right. But then weather... uh. Calls them to be June 6th. Yeah. This one's interesting to me. Eisenhower smoked up to four packets. Packets. I spelled that wrong. <sighs> he smoked up to four packs of Camel cigarettes a day. Months running up to D-Day. Homeboy Jeez. was a little stressed. Uh, yeah. Four packs of cigarettes mm-hmm. a day for a couple months. They used to call him Old Chimney. <laughs> It's not. It's not true. <laughs> no. Uh, That's a lot of cigarettes. Though. Uh, yeah, I would say so. 
nervous much? Yeah. <laughs> Have a smoke. Smoke them if you got them. Well, I, I got be. four packs. I would be too. I don't even smoke. I just be yeah, because like, like I'm pretty sure. That, just give me a cigarette. I'm pretty sure. I mean, people can check me, but I'm almost positive that he just about quit because he disagreed with this. Like he he didn't think mm. him and Churchill were butting heads, right? And he didn't agree with the way that they were doing D Day. He almost quit, but he didn't. Wow. Thankfully, mm. um, and then the last thing that I think is just fascinating. Yeah. During the preparation and execution of D-Day, around 17 million maps were drawn up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, how do you wrap your mind around something like that? I, 17 million maps? So I'm laughing. Yeah, because I... Nope, not no. computing. Yeah. I'd like to know how many different people... Drew maps. So, like, is there one guy who did a hundred thousand? Yeah. Or did you know? I'd I like mean, to know. I don't know. One thing I do think is cool is like, I think I've told you this. Back in the day when they would uh, get together, mm-hmm. the Allies, you'd have Roosevelt, Mister FDR, Churchill, and Stalin. Mm-hmm. They would go to a war room, and they, you know, would put pins on the map that's where right. they're going to go. Yeah. And to, to in order to tell like which which ally was going where, they did it with uh what you smoked. So uh. FDR was a cigar and no no, FDR was a pipe. Okay. Uh Churchill was obviously a cigar. Right. And Stalin was a cigarette. Mm. And so you would look at this war room map and you would know what, like, which ally was where by what they smoked. So if you saw a church, if you saw a cigar on the map, you're like, oh, that's church. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of awesome. That's at least one of the 17 million maps. Right. Yeah. I wonder if that map's still in like a museum or something. I don't know. Like, like, just kept the pens in it or whatever. Yeah. Or just have the map. Yeah. On its own. I think I read this in. Um, That'd be cool to see. I read this in the book called uh, No Ordinary Time. Oh, okay. Doris Kearns, good one. Yeah. It was awesome. But I'll look that up, see if that map exists. That'd be yeah. cool. Well, you or, we went, could, or we could just ask Nick Cage. I'm sure he knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick. We're looking for the Declaration of Independence <laughs> and also this map that Stalin and FDR and uh, Churchill. <laughs> uh, Nick, have you seen them? It's in the Smithsonian. <laughs> You'll find it there. <laughs> Where, I don't know, but there in that building. Nick, did you know that they actually have pens for what they smoked? So like FDR would be a pipe and Churchill would be a cigar. Did you know that? No. <laughs> Makes sense, though. Do you know where the Declaration of Independence is? It, it's in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Somewhere. So, you and I mm-hmm. have both been to the probably one of the best museums ever, mm-hmm. which is the World War II Museum. Yep. 
in New Orleans. Yes. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, Amazing. Go Tigers. <laughs> Actually, he won't be saying that anymore. Well, That's right. Yeah. Did he, did he get fired? Yeah, he's, and he was hired by somebody, I think. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But he's definitely not at LSU. But he got his natty. He's fine. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but that I think did y'all go before? Did didn't you go before I went? Like you went well before I did, or did you go after? Did I? When did you go? There's no telling. But I swear y'all went, and you told me about it. I'd already known about the museum, but I I felt like maybe you went before I did. It doesn't really. I don't think so, because okay. I remember you telling me about it. Okay. And then when we went there, I was like, Prisbis, we need to go okay. to this, because I remember Jeremy telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah, you went first. Okay. Well, it is a... Uh, it wasn't that long. Afterwards. It was unbelievable. Like, I, I have never been to a museum that was this good. And I, I mean, I like museums, but... Unreal. Sarah Carter and I, we put about five hours of our time dedicated which mm-hmm. meant of course we're going to see the whole museum yeah well we only got to three out of five of the buildings and yeah. I, I don't even read through everything it's just mm-hmm. this big it's so detailed yeah it's curated by well it was curated by Stephen ambrose the guy who wrote the books that are here with us today yeah. mm-hmm. uh band of brothers guy uh tom hanks and yeah. mr steven spielberg Heard all of three of them heard of him uh put together this museum and so that's when I knew this is going to be ridiculously good. Yeah. And they, every single detail of this museum, like you you buy your ticket, unless you're a World War II vet, then it's free. Yeah, um, which is great. And, of course, military gets a huge discount, too. Not, yeah. not free, but pretty big. Right. Um, I think it's like 22 bucks for civilian. Yeah. And they give you a digital dog tag. Mm-hmm. And that was the coolest thing for me. Yeah, that was. And it's cool. an actual person that served in in World War II. Yeah. And so when you go to each exhibit, you scan this dog tag, and they're like, "Well, during this time, you were still training in Columbus, blah blah blah." Or this time, you were on the Pacific Theater, or blah blah blah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then very cool. Just there was like a entire building that was the home front. It's like mm-hmm. an actual house, and yeah, you'd open up the kitchen drawer, and it would show you like what your rations are for the day, and mm. that's so cool. Yeah, what did you what like what did you see that you were like, wow, this is amazing? Well, going into the uh, the basically the well, there wasn't a jungle, but it was it was uh well the European side, and then there was the naval side. Yeah. In the Pacific. Yeah. Going through like you're in a giant submarine going through yeah. all there and and then you were in uh the European side, just like you know, just replicas of tanks sitting there and Jeeps and all know, the guns. Oh my gosh. And um that and I remember like having figurines of army men. Representing like what was it, a, a ten thousand soldiers of that one? Yeah, yeah. And just how many were on the wall? And I was just like, goodness gracious! You talk about numbers. 
just all lined up yeah. there. 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. I'm just like, whew. Yeah. So, um, just, so just to see the scale of how big this war was. 70 million people died. Um, just, I think a lot of people don't realize that that's a, that's a, that's a real number. Yeah. 70 sure. million people. I think 23 million of those people were Russian, by the way. Wow. 23. I think yeah. they were the biggest combination of people that died. Gosh. Six million were Jews. Yeah. Um, we only lost, we being Americans only lost like 400,000, which is a lot, but that's still well, yeah. not even as much as the Civil War. No. Um, well, compared to 23 million? Yeah. I mean, gracious. Yeah, it's insane. This, yeah. the, the, the scale of this war is impossible to get your mind around. Yeah. Just when you think you've understood this one part, there's like that leads you to something else. And I've read a lot. I've watched a lot of documentaries. I've went to the museum and there's yeah. just so much stuff I still don't, I can't wrap my mind around. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. 17 million maps were drawn. This is insane. Yeah. 7 million tons of supplies. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Ridiculous. If you if you can put it in your schedule, go to the World War II Museum in New Orleans. Yeah. It's, it's great. Freaking believable. It's the best museum I've ever been to. Same. And I've been to and it's, to me it's a not lot. even it's, to me it's not even close. No. No, 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 no. It's not even close. No. Just the scale yeah. of the museum. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And just a fun fact, it was um built in New Orleans because yeah. of the Andrew Higgins factory. Mm. So Eisenhower said that Andrew Higgins is the person that won the war because he had the Higgins boats. Yeah. That, is that the one with the door in the front? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a shield until it opened yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and he actually invented that like for hauling logs. Oh, really? Through the bayou or whatever. Yeah. And uh, well, that makes sense. he wasn't successful at all until – the military obviously gave him a lot of money to do that. So yeah. they decided, since his boats were sort of claimed to win the war, mm -hmm. that they would open up the World War II fact or museum yeah. at the Andrew Higgins factory. Right. The Higgins boat. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's, uh, yeah. Details. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Ah. For sure. I love it, man. Well, <clears throat> there's one other thing that I think this is, is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So, a similar thing happened in the Civil War. So, we're done with World War II. Yeah. You know, Civil War, we talked about this a few episodes ago where my hot dog was stolen. Right. From Fort Sumter. Yeah. Uh, which was the beginning of the Civil War. Actually, mm -hmm. it is believed that the start of the Civil War was supposed to be in Pensacola oh. at, at, excuse me, Fort Pickens. Okay. I've been there. So yeah. when we go, I'm about to go there pretty soon to the yeah. beach. Um, actually, when this episode airs, I'm going that week. That I'm going Saturday. Mm. Woo. Heck yeah. Lucky dog. Yeah. So um, we've been to this um, fort. It overlooks the ocean. It's amazing. But apparently the Confederacy was planning to attack Fort Pickens first, but rain delays. Oh. Again, bad weather. Yeah. And so 
that is weird to me that history could have been different in the sense of they would have attacked Pensacola instead of South Carolina. Right. That's kind of yeah fascinating. Mm-hmm. And oh. that fort later that year mm-hmm. was defended by the Union, and it was one of, I, I want to say, one of only four forts that remain in Union hands. Really? So it's a pretty cool thing to visit. Just, yeah. Just throwing that That would out be there. cool. Uh, that was cool. Down there in the Gulf Shores. That's right. Um, Have you been there? The Gulf, yes. Okay. Pensacola, no. Okay. Or Fort Pickens. What about Orange Beach? Never been. Okay. I've so, only been to Panama and Destin. Oh, well, Destin is very similar water. Yeah. You know how the water is like clear and mm-hmm. nice white beaches? <laughs> yeah. Um, But... Imagine Destin, but less busy yeah, and more family. Oh, okay. So we stay in Perdido Key, which is right slap in the middle of uh, Pensacola mm-hmm. and Orange Beach, which is in Alabama. Mm. We stay right in the middle of it. Okay. It's so it's just, mm, I love it. I cannot nice. wait. But I didn't know any of this until I visited Fort Pickens, and I was like, yeah. that is so fascinating. That like, yeah. literally, history can change by weather. Oh yeah, it's like we were sure. we were going to attack Pensacola, but you know what? We're not. We can't. So yeah, we'll just attack in Fort Sumter. Yeah, what? what? They had yeah, they had bad service and they Wi-Fi wasn't working. So <laughs> Wi-Fi like, wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> and the weather. I was like, my weather map app is just all messed up. <laughs> That's of course. I can't even post my story. (laughs) I killed a guy. I couldn't even film it. Yeah, Instagrammer didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Gram it or damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. I got, you know what? I wrote this down. I wasn't even going to say it. Um, Yeah. Bonus one. Okay. 1970, May 17th, someone purchased. The Ruby Slippers from Wizard of Oz. No way. 15 grand. 15 grand? Mm-hmm. Really? And then they donated them to the Smithsonian. But Which has its own room, by I, the way. What does? The Ruby Slippers. Really? Its own room. It's I've, in there by itself. I feel like I've been there. I don't remember this, but now I'm going to have to go back. Just there's like, this. yeah, because like there's stuff written on the walls and yeah. like, um, about the ruby slippers, but in the middle of the thing, there's on the on the post underneath the bla- the uh, plexiglass ruby slippers in there by themselves. Wow! They have a an entire room. I brought this up just because how much you were, like red shoes. <laughs> yeah, I we do. <laughs> someone should have bought those ruby red slippers and gave them to Cooley. Yeah, you would sport those. Uh, I probably would. And then I would sell them really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my friend, this is a really great personal episode for me because of how much I love history. Yeah. I feel like you also love history. I do. Especially World War II. Yeah. Uh, we've always had a kindred thing. <laughs> and both of my grandfathers were in World War II. That's amazing. Now, they weren't on the front lines, but they were in World War II. Well. My grandpa was stationed in India. 
So very thankful for their service because uh, yeah, that absolutely. was greatest generation for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, but man, and they're, they're all dying off. Yeah. Um, just, just the whole attitude. Like I, um, at the museum, you can actually look up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They have some um, historians come speak. Like there's this one, is his name Rick Astor? Something like that. It is Atkinson. Rick Atkinson. I have a Rick. I can't remember his name. Astrid. Yeah, Astrid. <laughs> um, I can't remember his name, but he wrote three, like a trilogy. It's, yeah. I've, I've read uh, the first one, which is called The Army at Dawn, which is about the North African uh, oh. attack, which is not written about very much. Yeah. That was fascinating, and I'm pretty sure it won the Pulitzer. Mm. Anyway, he actually spoke at the museum for a bunch of people. And he did this thing. I'm just getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. Where he was like, at, at the end of his thing, he was like, listen, this is everything I have researched, mm-hmm. but I wasn't there. So mm. if you were there, would you mind standing up so we can salute you? And these old men mm-hmm. stood up and they, they just like saluted. And I was like, Oh my, I mean, I just got like overwhelmed yeah. with emotion. Right. That the, the these people are still alive. Yeah. There are people still alive that that did this. Mm-hmm. And um he said, those for those standing, if you feel like I've said something incorrectly, I would love to hear your your side and your story because I'm always learning. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever because he wasn't he didn't serve. He's mm-hmm. he's just a historian, a very good one, right? But he was like, "Hey, tell me your side." Yeah, I might not. It might be something I'd missed. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was super cool. Yeah, that's great, man. Ugh. I remember Whitestone doing something about uh, a guy at night playing Reveille. Oh, or not not Reveille. Is it Reveille before you go to sleep? Um, I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, taps, taps. Okay. And uh, he would go play it, and they would be on enemy grounds. And this one sharpshooter from the other side had him in his sights and never shot him. Like they, I think they became friends. Wow, over the years, man. And uh, behind enemy lines, just like and and that's like a big testament of what music For sure. plays in our role. Um, because if I'm, you know kind of down and or whatever I, you know turn on music and it doesn't matter what it is really yeah i mean john williams is probably the best medicine yeah. but um yeah but it's just you know music you you got an album of bob dylan up there you know he like i mean a lot of people know bob dylan because he was a great songwriter great musician you know well, still is he's he's alive he's not dead hopefully not yeah. um but uh, but yeah, it's just but those stories, you know, and they're, when they're about that generation, it's just uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like it's so um, it's so heartfelt. Yeah, and you know because you know we do think that's the greatest generation, and I think you know I think we're I think we're right on yeah. with that, you know, and uh, so um, I know my. Both of my grandfathers were great men. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, I, 
it's like a different, they were just different people. And yeah, um, for sure. You know, there are people who I've seen disagree with that. And we're not necessarily talking about, to me, I'm not necessarily talking about everyone in that generation. Well, yeah. But there was just, there was definitely something different about the people who chose um, yeah. to serve in the army. Mm-hmm. The women who chose to like get up and go to work with like, not having skills because they weren't allowed and then right. they just go like the whole the whole country yeah like came together in a way that is honestly I can't imagine happening again. Yeah. Like we saw what COVID did. It's like it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. I'm like, um I don't know. I'd I'd rather not find out though. I'd rather not get into yeah. a war where we have to find out what we'll do. Right. But anyway. Yeah, for sure. With that, I want you to take us out. Speaking of the ruby slippers, Mm -hmm. as our friends from the Land of Oz would say, Ah. well, bye. (laughs) 